Chapter Six of Born Again by Alfred Lawson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Putting my hand against the surface and walking along, I discovered that this great scene, which appeared to stretch away into the distance for several miles, including the trees, brook, lake, sun, clouds, sky, and everything else, was painted on the wall, ceiling, and floor of a circular room. The ceiling was arranged in the shape of a dome, while the floor made a concave connection with the wall. The whole apartment could not have been over forty feet in diameter. The entire room was covered by one painting, and so well had the work been done that the only way I could discern the difference between the real and artistic scene was by extending my hand in front of me and feeling my way along. But what about the music? Surely I heard it, and without doubt the skilled musicians had performed their work right before my eyes, and the sun, the light, and the fragrance from the flowers. What about these? While in a state of perplexity at not being able to understand these mysterious things, my eyes fell upon something which I had not noticed previously, at the same time causing me to give a sudden start as if pierced by an electric shock. To the left of the door through which I had entered, and lying in a reclining position upon a bed of flowers, similar in shape to a modern sofa, was the most beautiful object I think ever created. A woman. And such a woman. Oh, ignorant humanity! Why do you not breed all women like that one? Although nearly twenty-three years have passed since then, still the vision of her is as fresh upon my mind now as at that moment when my eyes first beheld her, and as I think of her now, I am unable to repress the tears from filling my eyes, strong man that I am, dressed in a tight-fitting costume like those worn by men, with the addition of a net-like drapery of light material entwined about her, and lying in a comfortable position partly on one side, with her lovely head resting upon her arm, her shapely body and limbs posed gracefully, and her eyes closed in slumber, she impressed me as being the queen of the universe. This is the most beautiful part of the whole picture, thought I, taking a few steps forward. What artist's imagination could ever have created such a sublime and realistic work? As I stood in reverent contemplation of her, my admiration was unbounded. It seemed as if my feelings would burst within me. My first love for woman was then and there confirmed for all time. I decided I would stay and spend the rest of my days right there, silently attesting my everlasting devotion to that divine likeness of ideality. Had I not discovered that the whole thing was a work of art, I should have felt positive that she was really alive and merely laying there in peaceful repose. Then a sudden thought passed through my mind, which gradually expanded into an irresistible desire. 
i would press my lips to hers and thereby seal my love forevermore trembling like a timid schoolboy i advanced closer how lovely she appeared how real bending forward and putting my head in juxtaposition to hers it seemed as if i actually heard her heart beat it may have been my own with my face flushed and feeling that perhaps i might be taking an unfair advantage of one who would not appreciate my caress i tenderly touched her lips with mine for another moment of such indescribable ecstasy i would gladly pass through all the imaginary tortures of the infernal regions but it ended there no sooner had our lips come together than i became aware of the fact that the adorable object before me was real and not artificial as supposed as if by magic her mouth twitched slightly and her whole frame quivered perceptibly then she opened her eyes and finally with a most graceful spring she landed squarely upon her feet directly in front of me i jumped backward in utter amazement and there we stood face to face staring into each other's eyes i then noticed that she was about seven feet in height and although not lean still there was not an ounce of superfluous flesh on her serpent-like figure like the men she too was barefooted and her hair a dark silky texture was short and very artistically arranged her snow-white face transparent with pink was the acme of loveliness with an expression of gentleness purity and modesty plainly stamped upon her every feature her dazzling eyes sparkled with the brilliancy of huge diamonds evidently she was as much astonished as myself at the strange course of events although she did not speak still i received an impression from her as if put into so many words which plainly said john am i dreaming or what awful experiment have you attempted to transform yourself into such a hideous creature i tried to speak but my first effort nearly choked me then in a voice which seemed to be unusually coarse i finally blurted out my dear lady will you kindly tell me who or what you are these words seemed to puzzle her more than ever and after hurriedly glancing around the room she looked me over carefully from head to foot speaking once more i said madam can you understand my language then i received another strange but unmistakable impression which replied i can understand your thoughts but not your babble are you able she continued telepathically to give an explanation of this extraordinary metamorphosis the only information i can offer answered i will be cheerfully given my name is john convert late seaman aboard the schooner brawl bound for sydney to london last night i was thrown overboard by my shipmates and after floating about the deep for several hours i landed upon this pile of ruins surrounded by the sea 
in making an investigation of the exterior i lost my foothold fell into a crevice and breaking through a thin crust i landed in the outer passageway which finally led me into this room i must confess that everything here is as inexplicable to me as i appear to you as i spoke she seemed to be laboring under intense mental excitement and tears came to her eyes i understand it all now she made known to me in her mysterious way the experiment failed what experiment was that questioned i in surprise looking me straight in the eye as though trying to impress upon my mind the importance of her communication she answered the attempt of man to change the course of the earth in space End of chapter 6